Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Well, 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 welcome back. Here we are, the Market Watch podcast, and I'm stepping in again for Jimmy Smith, who's just, well, I'm not sure he's sunning himself, but he's certainly enjoying himself over there in the US, and uh, Tristan's uh, here with me again this week. We keep getting notes from Jimmy Smith. Um, Gone a little bit quiet since the Pittsburgh Steelers sort of uh, faded away. I think they must have been out watching the movies that afternoon, Tristan, but a lot to talk about again this week, and we'll drop on there in a moment. We, We did find some nice winners again last week. Yeah, g'day, Jared. And yes, you're right. Uh, we are with we're Jimmy. I think he might be back next week. So uh, everyone will be excited to hear that. But he did pop up a couple of times in that Pittsburgh fixture. And then he popped up once just as the uh, the Rams were looking like they were making a charge towards uh, the last drive to beat Detroit. And that put a uh, kibosh on that, So which I was very happy to see. So there were some good games of football. There's obviously been plenty happening in the cricket space as well. We had Magic Millions last week, so plenty happening on our doorstep. And you're right, we did back a few winners. It's taken our balance up to 5,359. Naval College uh, got the result there on Saturday. So that was a, a good return as well as, um, yeah, uh, yeah that, that was the return we got. So 5,359 of a kitty. And not to forget, I think you also did find the bills. So uh, we ended up with two winners from four bets. Once again, we hit 50% strike rate. Gee, uh, Jimmy's away and two weeks at 50% strike rate. Rate uh, Winners are falling out of trees and um, been very quiet on the lunch bet uh, side of things. Tristan, we keep having these little chats, but there's nothing that we want to take each other on. We're just waiting for Jimmy to come back. He'll be all loaded up, hyped and ready to go next week. Uh, but there's a lot happening across sport. Now, we have this test match underway. Um, gee, I know the West Indies probably looked on paper not much of a major opponent to Australia at the moment, but starting on a Wednesday, I thought, just looked a, very, a little bit odd. It probably has to fit into the calendar one way or another, Tristan, but realistically, has there been much action there? No, the uh, the Aussies are very, very firm favourites leading in to the test match and uh, there was a, a bit of fight by the West Indies lower order. The, the the 10th wicket partnership was a decent one which gave them a little bit of respectability in their scorecard to get it up to a, uh, 188. Steve Smith moving to the top of the order, that was probably where the interests lie along with uh, Cam Green slotting into four and, and neither of those batsmen fired in the first dig. So Australia, you know, they, they're still a dollar oh three as we do this at lunchtime on a Thursday so they should be getting the job done. But Probably hasn't uh, necessarily solved a lot of the answers that we thought we might have got. Um, you know, it, it has been, a, it was a very, very lopsided match um, in terms of the betting. So there wasn't a lot of betting activity. And to be honest, the, the focus has pretty much been on the big bash, which is where we move into the finals there now. And we're down to four teams. And there was some, some good games at the back end of the, um, of the season, which have now seen the Sydney Sixers move into favourites to win the tournament. They're $2.50. The Heat, 285. The Scorch is on the drift after dropping a couple of games late. They're out to $4 with the strikers at eight. So uh, certainly been some uh, some changes there at the top of the uh, the leaderboard. Obviously, there's no test players that will be playing in that uh, final series, which commences tomorrow between the Heat and the Sixers up here on the Gold Coast, where the Heat are $2.18 despite being at home and the Sixers at $1.68. So that's a crucial game to see uh, who progresses deep into the tournament. So keep all eyes on that with the Scorchers $1.54 against the Strikers um, at $2.46. So uh, looking forward to seeing how all that plays out. 
Just touching on those two games, Tristan, uh, I would have thought that the Heat Sixers game, being at the Gold Coast, looked a little bit more evenly matched than maybe the market has, and the, the Heat's certainly a fair chance there. They are. They, they do miss a lot of players, and we, we saw how the, uh, the the depth in that Sydney squad, uh, so that's probably the only thing, just how the Heat are going to be able to combat the players that they're missing out of their, their, their lineup. That's that's the question mark, but we, we've seen over the, the tournament so far they've, uh, they've they've performed really really well at various times. So certainly uh, competitive. I'll, I'll have a big crowd out there at the Gold Coast cheering them on. The weather's been a bit ordinary as well, so we might get a, a rain short in game two. So we've got to keep all eyes on that as well. Yeah, I would have thought it's going to be very sticky too. And then we go across. Well, speaking of sticky, across to uh, Perth, where the Scorchers a dollar fifty four. I know they come off a couple of losses, but gee, they're very very difficult to beat in Perth. They are very, very difficult to beat, and they've obviously got a lot of gun players there. They'll be smarting after a couple of uh, disappointing performances, and they almost pulled it out of the fire against the Sixers when they looked like they were in a lot of trouble, but then it was a bit of Mo- Moses Enrique's uh, magic there that got them over the line. So, yeah, certainly the Scorchers will be very, very hard to beat against Adelaide, and then uh, it should set up uh, a really good fixture there in, in, the, uh, in, in the next phase of the event. Well, I guess a, t- a typical January, we also then have the Australian Open underway down in Melbourne. And we're in first week. Um, the weather's been very warm, uh, very interesting few days of play. But looking at the markets longer term in the next week, any major moves? Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting one on the men's side of the draw, particularly with obviously Novak still at the top of that market at $2.20. But... He has battled a little bit with some injuries. There's been a little bit of concern around uh, how he's playing. He's dropped a couple of sets as well, which is very foreign for him at this stage of the competition. Alcaraz there at $3.90, a very firm uh, second pick. For all Aussie fans, it's very exciting. We thought with no nick in the draw, it might be a barren uh, back half of the event. But Alex Dimonar's looked very, very impressive. He's into the fifth favourite to win the event at $26. So he's uh, certainly a, a big chance to progress deep into that tournament. On the, uh, the girls' side of the draw, just having a look at, at where everything sits there, uh, we've got uh, Swiatek at $3.35, Coco Goff at $4.80, Sabalenka at 5 and Rybakina at $5. There's been a, um, you know, a big upset or a big performance there by Andreeva, the 16-year-old. There's been some new rules brought into the, uh, the, te- the betting space, but you can't bet on anyone under 18, and at the moment she's not in our market. So that Ooh. could uh, create some interesting... Um, Interesting markets as we get deeper into the tournament. She continues her rich vein of form that she showed yesterday. Well, we'll touch on that more, I'm sure, in depth next week as we get into the final stages and the finals. Uh, and that'll be a little bit clearer on Thursday of next week. Now, before we get to the NFL, and we will, of course, have our racing tips at the end, but I thought we might just touch on the Magic Million separately, uh, Tristan. What what a day. I just thought that the Gold Coast absolutely handled that perfectly last weekend. And the job that they've done with uh, the refurbishment and complete relaying of that track was outstanding. We had winners coming from everywhere. You could, uh, you could lead, you could be on pace, you could come from behind. You know, it was very much tempo and drive and quality related the winner of the two-year-old storm boy I mean we touched on it last week just an outstanding story but what about the demolition I mean he absolutely kicked their heads in he's run a a weight for age rating number that is exceptionally high for a two-year-old and certainly a standout and he may well be a standout going into his three-year-old year year. he's still going to compete in a couple of months time uh, in the golden slipper in Sydney but just an outstanding day, I thought. It was a great day. It was uh, the, the track played really, really well. Um, 
you know, and, and unfortunately there was a little issue before the three-year-old guineas where the, you know, the uh, Sydney bowler was stuck in the barriers, which was disappointing for all connections. And they had to, they had to redo all the barriers and get that all sorted. But um, I, I think that's a, as much as it was frustrating for a lot of people on track, at least they got everything going. They were able to finish off the meeting and we, we got a full uh, 11 race card in, which made it a very, very long day of racing. But it was certainly, it was our biggest turnover race day since the Melbourne spring on, on a Saturday. So that was that was good to see. There was, uh, as you say, Storm Boy was very, very impressive. It was uh, ultra impressive to get the job done and, and it's going to be very hard to beat um, in that Golden Slipper. So, yeah, certainly a, um, a, a great day. I'm, I'm hearing that next year there's going to be a Friday night meeting the night before the Millions um, with a, with a slot-type race, which will, again, look to showcase uh, a new type of the Gold Coast with the lights coming into play for the first time. So I think that's going to even extend that weekend even further. So certainly uh, a big, massive success for, for the Gold Coast uh, Turf Club with uh, with a really positive uh, Magic Millions. Yeah, absolutely. Did an outstanding job. Well, there's a lot happening in the NFL. I must say, I, I need to start here, Tristan. If we go back uh, three years ago, maybe it was a little bit beyond and we first started talking about NFL when we got into that season and here's Jimmy and I talking about the different teams that we followed and all of a sudden the question posed to yourself and it was the Detroit Lions and we go back three years ago where they were down the bottom cellar dwellers in a lot of trouble and Campbell has come in and just done an outstanding job and he and their general manager in list rebuild there's clearly been the the switch with uh, quarterbacks um, with the rams and with them taking on golf all of a sudden we have them playing the rams last weekend a one point win first time they've won uh their division in what 30 odd years then to end up winning a playoff game and some of the social media if you haven't seen it folks from the detroit lines is absolutely worth going back and having a look at uh, some of the video content, it's just been outstanding and very clever. And uh, You must be cock-a-hoop, Tristan, big win, and now uh, back at home again. Back at home again, and, uh, yeah, it was an exciting batch of playoffs. So as you touched on, the, the Detroit performance was great. It was, it was a really high-quality game as well, I thought. I thought the Rams yes. were, were, were pretty impressive. They just uh, probably just didn't convert their opportunities in that red zone, which, um, you know, was the difference in the game at the end. But, um, you know, Detroit did well to hold them off, and... Uh, and yeah, they're they're nine dollars now to win the Super Bowl. The 49ers at the top of the leaderboard at two seventy, with the Ravens at three seventy. They look the obvious too, but you know Buffalo's building a bit of momentum at six fifty. Kansas City at eight fifty. Then you've got the probably the surprise packet teams. Which can there be a fairy tale run by one of the three at the bottom of the uh, the, the the board? I, I reckon Packers fans have got to be cock a hoop as well to go through the massive restructure that they've seen with the youngest roster in the NFL. To get that win, uh, you know, against Dallas, who have you know been very hard to beat at home, they've got to be very excited about where that positions them for future years. They're at eighteen dollars with the Texans at twenty six and Tampa at twenty six, who also put in very very strong uh, performances as well to, to put them in a in, in a puncher's chance to cause an upset in, in this round, and then they get into the final four. So it's certainly an exciting. Uh, week we've got coming up. There's there's four good games where you know there's firm favourites in three out of the four. The Buffalo Chiefs game's pretty even, but uh, you never know. Th- stranger things can happen with teams coming off uh, big momentum boosting wins as well. And, and I think that there's some really interesting sto- uh, storylines come out of last weekend. Firstly, you touch on the Texans. I was against the Texans last week. It's very difficult 
um, historically for a rookie quarterback in that first week. Well, CJ Stroud is just a superstar. He absolutely pulled that game apart. Very interesting matchup into that Ravens, and we'll touch on that in a moment. Uh, the Dolphins, well, they get the cold weather, they get to a playoff, and they failed uh, very poorly. And I'm not sure that the Chiefs are the team of the Chiefs of the last couple of years, so I, I think that is a poor loss. Then the two big storylines. The Cowboys absolutely getting touched up, as you say, by the Packers. I just love the attack focus that Lafleur has at the Packers and the way that he's used that young um, uh, Jordan Love uh, as his quarterback and, he, and the confidence that that kid is building. And then the Eagles just absolutely fallen in a heap in the last four or five or six weeks. Um, it would appear that their coach is going to be safe, but... It, Gee, it's just not a good storyline for them to completely compound like they have. Into this weekend, and you you say, yes, some interesting matchups. Well, the Ravens-Texans. Now, we've got the Ravens, very clear favourites here, and a line of nine and a half. Gee, I thought that was a big number. I would have thought somewhere around seven might have been the number, and if it was somewhere around seven, then I think CJ Stroud keeps this very even. And the big question mark here is Lamar because his record in playoff games has been very poor. And I think he's only one from five and a lot of pressure there. We then go to the 49ers Packers. We've got the 49ers at minus 10 against the Packers. I think both the Texans and the Packers will come out this week and just want to play attack, carefree football and really challenge as the underdog. The Lions at home against the Bucks. I think the Lions win. I think the six and a half is interesting. I'm just concerned about the Lions not putting teams away to the sword. And the second half last week only scored three points to hang on for a one-point win. And then we've got the Bills and the Chiefs. I do think the Bills, they've won their last six. They're a little bit banged up with injury, but I just don't think the Chiefs are anywhere near where they've been. I certainly think this is a, a week historically where the four favourites stand out. I'm with all four favourites being the Ravens, the 49ers, the Lions, and the Bills to be winning. Um, big question mark for mine on that Ravens game at the line. Uh, and... Certainly the line's clearing six and a half. I think they probably do. I thought the best of the weekend is a 49ers minus 10 for me, and I am keen that the Bills cover the two and a half. Yeah, well, that, that works out nicely. We'll put your best bet on the 49ers minus 10, and my best bet goes on the Buffalo Bills minus the two and a half. I, I agree with everything you say, and, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a funny one because as a bookmaker, you go into every game, I suppose, looking to find a way to get the favourites beat. And, and that, that's the job of, of a bookie. And you go into each of these matches and you say, well, every one of these underdogs come in with a little bit of momentum. But the, the, the numbers over the years just stack up that these, these top teams just seem to lift for these games and, and show that they're a class above. Will that happen again? Um, you know, time will tell. But I, I think Houston, uh, you know, that, that, that'd have to be coming off enormous confidence after that. And as we touched on last week, with the record of that rookie quarterback being so poor in that first round, for them to do it in such a dominant fashion, I think is, uh, is very impressive. And if they, can, if they can put a number on the Ravens early and, and, and get them early, then you never know what, what, can, what can happen there. I, I think, for me, the Buffalo Bills are the side with, outside the top two with the most momentum. I think if um, if Kansas didn't have Mahomes, well, obviously they wouldn't be playing uh, right now if they didn't have Mahomes. But if they didn't have someone that could single-handedly drag them over the line, I think this line would be a hell of a lot further. That's the only concern, that he's just done so many phenomenal things. You only have to think back to last year's Super Bowl where he was on one leg and he still managed to drag them over the line. But I think on all, all things being even, I, I think Buffalo just come out. I think they continue 
they're really impressive run, and I think they they win this game reasonably comfortably, and maybe blow it out in, in the in the last quarter. That would be where I'd be sort of looking. If 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 they do get on top, that last quarter might sort of see be where the uh, the game really opens up. So I'm going to put myself on minus two and a half, and and you on the uh, the 49ers minus the ten. Yeah, I, we're we're on the same page there, and the Bills. What was it? In some stage in December, they were fifty to one to win the Super Bowl, won their last six. There's been a lot of pressure and focus. I think they're aiming up under that. I love the run they're on at the moment. A little bit banged up out of last week, but they did have some plays that were uh, out last week that will be back this week. So maybe there's a bit of to and fro that keeps them reasonably strong, but I think the quarterback is very uh, good form at the moment. So, yes, we're on the same page. We'll be going that way. No last-minute notes from Jimmy this week and no Pittsburgh Steelers. So... Hopefully, when Jimmy gets on that plane and he's on his way back, he might have found a team to follow into the final weeks uh, of the NFL. So let's head to racing, Tristan. Um, still some very good racing around at the moment. Uh, I guess there's a bit of doubt about what the weather might end up in um, in Sydney this weekend. So I'm a bit of a question mark there. Very good uh, fields down at Flemington and some very good races in particular down uh, the straight. But I went to Eagle Farm, race five and number 14 for my best, Fleur de Monde, around the $3.80 mark at the moment. I thought it came out of a, a very strong run um, around this distance, gets a nice uh, drop in weight, uh, looked very well placed at this track. So I'll go uh, Eagle Farm, race five, 14, Fleur de Monde at the $3.80 mark and 100 on the win. Very good. Well, I'm going to take us to Flemington, where we're back at the big track again this weekend. I'm going to take us race four, number one, in those royal blue silks. Uh, first up from a spell, uh, it's got Mark Zara on board, and um, it's first up records. Only had the two runs, but was pretty good winning one out of those and running second in the other. So I think it's going to be very hard to beat. I think it's going to be a decent preparation as we edge towards that autumn carnival. So that's race four, number one, at the $4 for my 100 a win staking plan all on the nose. And Zara has a very good record linking with those blue collars in uh, colours in Melbourne. Well, there's plenty there, folks. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the little uh, twist that we have between the two of us. Jimmy back on board next week. Uh, we'll give him the mic back to run us through everything. But the good thing is we're still finding winners. We're giving you a few there to follow in the weekend. Some fantastic sport around. The tennis is warming up. The BBL uh, finals this weekend and some great racing. And then we just sit back for the NFL. Enjoy the weekend, Tristan. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks, Jared. And we'll speak to everyone next week. Take care. Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com. <laughs>